The following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready, now go don't you? Dunsdale. I'm done and I do the dealing and I deal them fairly. And we've, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. <laughs> we're going to be talking about Trump and maybe a little bit about Joe. And we're going to be talking about uh, Hawaii, what's going on there. So we've got a loaded show, definitely loaded. But first, let me get my introduction done. <laughs> Joe Biden is not the president. He is the thief in chief. He's the pretender to the throne. He's the king of crappers, dementia Don, and he is the leader of the war mongers. So, yeah, that's a that's a biker gang that goes around on tricycles. I don't mean motorized tricycles. That way he won't fall. <laughs> So, you know what? I've got a treat for you. It will really be good to hear from the real president. <laughs> Let's hear what Donald J. Trump had to say about things this week. I don't know if this is the piece that has him talking about uh, Hawaii. I've only got two minutes on this. But it's interesting what he has to say about Joe Biden. So let's hear the real president. It is now 100% proven that the Biden crime family received more than $20 million from foreign countries while Crooked Joe was vice president, and probably a lot more than that. That's just the money they found. Not one of Joe Biden's defenders has even attempted to explain what Joe and his family did, including his children and his grandchildren. What were they doing getting all of this money? I believe we have a compromised president. He was bribed and now he's being blackmailed. This is corruption like our country has never seen before. That is why as soon as I am reelected, I will appoint a real special counsel or maybe you'll call it a special prosecutor, whatever you want to call it, you can, to look at all of these bribes, kickbacks and other crimes, as well as the shameless attempt at a cover up. Justice will be done. The Biden crime family will be looked at. Okay. There you go. That was Trump just talking about the Bidens. And there, oh, is there a lot to talk about there? But what I loved is that he called him out as the Manchurian candidate because he is bought and sold by China. He can't do anything without, without China's approval. So... But this week, I'm, I'm sure everybody's aware that uh, one of Trump's many trials is going on down in Georgia. And he's being, he's being tried for questioning election process, questioning the results of disputing the results. And uh, let me just uh, read you the introduction to to the indictment because he just got indicted by a grand jury. Uh, I've got I've got 98 counts here, and um, you know, so there's a lot, and some of them are just hilarious, just uproariously funny, because it is such a lame excuse for an indictment. But you can indict a ham sandwich, you know. Uh, he was impeached twice, and the Senate 
uh, found him not guilty both times. And I'm sure this will be the same result. But let me read you the introduction. Defendant Donald John Trump lost the United States presidential election on November 3rd, 2020. That is the the thing about this indictment. It keeps repeating, he lost, he lost, he lost, he lost in this. <laughs> Anyhow, one of the states he lost was Georgia, the indictment says. Trump and uh, the other defendants uh, charged in this indictment refused to accept that that Trump lost, and they knowingly and willfully joined a conspiracy to unlawfully change the outcome of the election in favor of Trump. That conspiracy contained a common plan and purpose to commit two or more acts of racketeering activity in Fulton County, uh, Georgia, as well as um, elsewhere in the state of Georgia and, uh, and in other states. Did I read that right? Racketeering activity in Fulton County, Georgia, elsewhere in the state of Georgia and in other states. So I guess it's illegal to dispute a, a, an election. You know, once the results uh, come in and uh, once the AP declares a victor, that's it. You cannot change it. You cannot dispute it. You can you cannot do anything about the results. So I've got a list of people here that uh, should be indicted on the same charges as Donald Trump. And um, it's, a, it's a list of people. So almost as long as a list that Fulton County uh, uh, prosecutor, what's her name, Fannie Willis, had uh, had on her indictment. But here we go. Let's listen to all the people that should be indicted for disputing an election. And ask yourself whether you've ever seen anyone at any level of government make the same claim about their own election. If Stacey Abrams doesn't win in Georgia, they stole it. It's clear. It's clear. And I would say, I say that publicly, it's clear. You can run the best campaign you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. He knows he's an illegitimate president. He knows. He knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it did. Votes remain to be counted. There are voices that were waiting to be heard. And I will not concede. Respect, and I respect where you're coming from, and I respect the, the issues that you're raising. You're not answering the question. Do you think it I was? Am, I, no, you, I, I, I not, it, you're not using the word legitimate. There are still legitimate concerns over the integrity of our elections and of ensuring the principle of one person, one vote. I agree with tens of millions of Americans who are very worried that when they cast the ballot on an electronic voting machine, that there is no paper trail to record that vote. But constantly shifting vote tallies in Ohio and malfunctioning electronic machines, which may not have paper receipts, have led to additional loss of confidence by the public. This is their only opportunity to have this debate while the country is listening, and it is appropriate to do so. Okay, so all the people here that that just spoke uh, should be indicted for disputing an election result. They are Representative uh, Joaquin, Joaquin Castro. I don't know how to say that name. Senator Sherrod Brown. Oh, he's a Democrat. So was uh, Castro. Not Fidel Joaquin. Joaquin Castro. <laughs> and, of course... You heard Hillary Clinton in there, and I believe she's a Democrat as well. <laughs> she disputed the election of 2016, and um, uh, she, I think she was one of the people that, that said, even if Trump wins, we are not going to acknowledge it. We'll, we'll go to a Western state and uh, uh, and hold a a... Uh, inauguration there. A couple of Democrats said that before the election of 2020. Fourth, 
was Stacey Abrams of Georgia, Democrat of Georgia. And she continued for about, I think she still continues to this day to, to claim that she is the rightful governor of, of Georgia. And that, um, you know, that, that she beat Kemp the first time, Brian Kemp. <laughs> and boy, do I have stuff to say about Brian Kemp. And, uh, but she continues to dispute their election. Next up is Nancy Pelosi, and she was disputing an election. You heard Bernie Sanders in there questioning, uh, you know, the voting machines. Something you're not supposed to do. <laughs> it's not allowed anymore. You don't question them. You don't bring uh, bad faith to the machines. Oh, you can't do that. No. And Nancy Pelosi, again. Two from her, a twofer. She was also questioning the the use of machines in the voting process. So they should all be indicted, and if they're found guilty, throw them in jail for a hundred years. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. What's going on? Because. The bottom line in in this uh, prosecution there, this persecution, it is a persecution of Trump. And next they want to come for anyone that worked with them. You notice they've got a lot of his lawyers, a lot of the people that worked with him or for him. They've got Rudy Giuliani on, on this RICO list. And that's another thing. RICO charges have never been brought up. In, uh, in an election uh, dispute, uh, I don't know how many prosecutions there have been, but in an election dispute case, RICO has never been used before. So this is a very unique type of, um, of case here that, that uh, Donald Trump is, is facing. And I do need to go through the um, <laughs> the charges that are being brought up against him. I'm not going to go to each and every one of them. It's way too many, and I don't have the time for them all. But here's one. Harassment and intimidation of Fulton County election worker Ruby Freeman. Members of the Enterprise, the Enterprise being the group of people, uh, there's about 18 of them, that worked with, with Trump to uh, dispute the election results. Anyhow, they falsely accused Fulton County election worker Ruby Freeman of committing election crimes in Fulton County, Georgia. Excuse me. I should have hit the uh, burp button, huh? These false accusations were repeated to Georgia legislators and other Georgia officials in an effort to persuade them to unlawfully change the outcome of the November 3rd, 2020 presidential election in favor of Donald Trump. In furtherance of this scheme, members of the enterprise traveled from out of state to harass Freeman, intimidate her, and solicit her to falsely confess to election crimes that she did not commit. There's just one problem for the prosecutor with this charge, with many of these charges. But it was on video. It was on TV. You can see her after, after the, the flood at the, oh, what was the auditorium that they were in? I forget the name of it. I should know, but it's not important. But at the auditorium that that they were in, where the Atlanta Hawks play their basketball games, um, supposedly there there was this great flood that that had started that, that a water main pipe or something had burst and everyone had to leave. So all the Republican ballot counters and all the reporters left, but there were a group of. Democratic workers, including this Ruby Freeman, who stayed behind. And when they were all alone, 
No Republican uh, count watchers there. No, uh, no reporters there to report on it. They started counting more ballots. And it was on video. It was on, um, uh, you know, the in-house cameras. And you could see her taking boxes of ballots out from underneath the uh, underneath the table that had bunting on it. You know, had a covering on it going down to the floor. And so you couldn't see that the boxes were there. But, you know, it, it was in a pretty obvious place. She pulls them out and her and a couple of other people start processing the ballots without anyone there to confirm that it's being done correctly. And then they counted and they, they counted the same batch again and again and again. It's on video. Hannity, who I don't watch anymore, but at the time he was, he was still uh, worth watching. Um, he was playing it constantly. I think Laura Ingram was constantly playing it. At that time, oh, gee, was Tucker, did Tucker replaced um, uh, Bill O'Reilly? I think so. Anyhow, it was all over the primetime, uh, you know, nighttime Fox News stuff, and it was shown again and again and again. I saw it all over the internet on on the, the alt-right Internet people that I watch. It is there to be seen. How? How can this prosecutor, Fannie Willis, who, by the way, is uh, the the daughter of a Black Panther activist. <laughs> yeah, nice connections there. Kind of like Bill Ayers. Well, actually, Bill Ayers was in the Weather Underground himself. Who am I thinking of? Uh, that guy out in San Francisco who got booted from the district attorney's uh, position. Uh, Chase, Chaz, something or other. Anyhow, he was uh, the child of of former weatherman as well. Anyhow, that's besides the point. I'm getting on a tangent there. So... <laughs> This, this claim of harassment and intimidation, um, well, if you don't want to be harassed and intimidated, don't commit a crime. That is a real crime. <laughs> Not Trump bringing it up and showing the video about it. But you see, in today's world, showing wrongdoing is a crime. Like if you're out in California and you work in a department store, you're not allowed to stop someone from shoplifting. Uh, You're not allowed to take the merchandise away from them. You can't even record it on your phone (laughs) because you will be fired. And one kid did get fired for doing just that. So... You can get fired for being truthful. <laughs> Imagine that. Hmm. Let's see. I've got a. I've got a really good page here. Okay, these are some of the things that you can't do anymore. Let's see. You can't speak. <laughs> On or about the fourth day of November 2020, Donald J. Trump made a nationally televised speech falsely declaring victory in the 2020 presidential election. Let's see, approximately four days earlier, on or about October 31, uh, Trump discussed a draft speech with unindicted co-conspirator number one. Let's see. Uh, And in this, he falsely declared victory and falsely claimed voter fraud. He was probably talking about uh, the mail-in ballots, which are fraudulent. Hey, Fannie Willis, you going to arrest me too? You're going to put me on that list of 18? Make it 19. James Dunn, D-U-N-N. Spell that correctly. Let's see. Uh, speaking about fraud is illegal. Talking about it is illegal. Oh, asking for a phone number. That is illegal. 
uh, here's a quote that they're, they're going to get uh, Mark Randall for. No, Mark Randall Meadows sent a text message to United States Representative Scott Perry from Pennsylvania and stated, can you send me the number for the speaker and the leader of the PA legislature? POTUS wants to chat with them. This was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. Uh, why this woman in Georgia would have any reach into Pennsylvania politics is beyond me. You know, I guess she's trying to prove her conspiracy case. And it was far-reaching. It wasn't just in Fulton County, Georgia. Hey, I got my uh, Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Can you hear that? Let's see. Oh, I've got a good page here. Uh, that's uh, I should have had this. Here we go on TV. On or about the third day of December 2020, Donald Trump caused to be tweeted from Twitter account at real Donald Trump. Georgia hearings now on at OANN. Amazing. This was a fur <laughs> furtherance act of the conspiracy. Telling people to watch the news is now a conspiracy. Oh, did you know that? Did you know? Okay. <laughs> Now we've got a page here with a ton of things. On or about the third day of December 2020, Ray Stalling Smith III committed felony offense of false statements and writings. Yada, da, da, da. Okay. Uh, what he was saying was that 2,500 felons voted illegally in the November 3rd, 2020 election. It's in Georgia. That 66,000 underage people illegally registered to vote before their 17th birthday prior to the um, November 3rd, 2020 election. At least 2,423 people voted in November presidential election who were not li listed as registered to vote. <laughs> it's illegal for you to point something like this out, but there's more. That 1,043 people voted in the November 3rd, 2020 presidential election in Georgia who had illegally registered to vote using a post office box. I guess you need an actual physical address, not just a P.O. box. Let's see. We talked about, oh, it's the, uh, the State Farm Arena is, is a place where this all took place. But I read you the stuff about that. But... There's another act of a phone call, another tweet. Let's see. Breach of election equipment. Let's see. Oh, he was speaking and making plans, speaking and making plans, speaking and making plans. He was speaking. I'm just going through all these. Here we go. Petition signing is now illegal. Let's see. Oh. Gathering up electoral votes is now illegal. Getting contact information from people is now illegal. Asking for a phone number, asking for an email address. And a discussion, discussions over the, the elections and how they were fraudulent is now illegal. Uh, <laughs> this isn't attending a hearing. Is uh, is now illegal. This is criminalizing disputing an election. Does that mean that Al Gore should be um, should be indicted for questioning the two thousand election? Okay, maybe the statutes of limitations have gone on that one. But. <laughs> Let's go back as far as Andrew Jackson and John Adams back in, uh, what was it, the uh, election of 1828? Uh, might have been 28. Uh, I, I didn't look that up today. But uh, it, 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 they were tied. It went to the House of Representatives. House of Representatives gave it to uh, to Adams, gave the presidency to Adams. Um, and... 
one of the other men that was in the race, it was like a four, three-way or a four-way race. Adams and Jackson tied, and the other one was a tiebreaker. The guy who was a tiebreaker, I believe it was John C. Calhoun. I could be mistaken about that. He became Secretary of State. So Jackson, for four years, was saying that he got the election stolen from him and that it was given to Calhoun with the promise of being made Secretary of State. So disputing elections has a long, long history in the United States. And by the way, uh, Jackson did come back to defeat John Adams in the next election, which is what <laughs> Joe Biden fears more than anything, which is why they're doing this joke of a prosecution. They're trying to get him with something, anything to knock him out of the race. Um, and But that's why I started this uh, broadcast playing the Manchurian candidate quote from Trump because Joe Biden is the Manchurian candidate. He is bought and sold by China. He is ruining this country. We are going to go into a financial disaster. It could even start next week when the BRICS meeting takes place on Tuesday. <laughs> Look at the uh, how did the market finish today? Um, probably not good. Let me check. I should go to a break right now, but let's just take a quick look at the market. How did that finish up today? I know they had a lousy week. Maybe they finished up today, but I don't think next week is going to be good for them. Oh, the Dow was up 0 0.07. Wow. NASDAQ was down barely. Russell did okay. Oh, crude oil was up again today. Uh, $81 a barrel. Gold was up a little, silver's up a little, and Bitcoin was down. So a little bit of a mixed market, but the economy is not doing well. Gas, the gas prices are up. They're going to continue to go up. They're near $4 now, and they are going to go over $4. I don't celebrate that. I just throw that out as a warning. Uh, <laughs> Joe Biden is a failure. He's also a thief. He stole the election. But I've got to try to keep a time commitment here, so... Um, I am going to take a break as soon as I find something decent to play. And no, don't want to do that. There we go. London calling. And then we'll take a break here. The United States of Empire by James Dunn shows how the U.S. became a worldwide empire. It looks at the entry of the U.S. into both world wars. George Washington had warned us about entangling ourselves in European wars. Before World War I, the United States was not concerned with foreign conflicts. In World War I, we changed the balance of power in Europe. We went in to save the world for democracy. We expelled the German Kaiser and imposed our own idea of what Germany should look like. Propaganda painted the Kaiser as the evil hunter that was destroying civilization. So when the true barbarian rose to power, Hitler, how could we avoid being drawn in again? We saved Great Britain. Britain needed us again in World War II to save their bacon. We bought the hog. Now we are the empire. The book, The United States of Empire, in paperback, is available at Amazon.com. Here's author James Dunn to talk about his soon-to-be-printed next book. 
The King Philip's War in New England in 1675 defined the relations, for good or bad, between English settlers and Native Americans for centuries to come. Many of the battles are local to the Blackstone Providence area with long forgotten memorials and grave sites. Smithfield was the Battle of Nipsichuk. The Battle of Sudbury in Sudbury, Mass. was a turning point. Mount Hope in Bristol, Rhode Island was the home of King Philip and the Wampanoag tribe. The Connecticut River Valley was a scene of many bloody encounters between the English and the Nipmuc tribe. South Kingston, Rhode Island saw the Great Swamp Battle slash massacre. One Englishman stands out in this brutal conflict. He dared to learn to fight like the Indians did and won the war for the English. He was Captain Benjamin Church in the book, Captain Benjamin Church and the King Philip's War. Okay, welcome back to Dunsdale, and we'll get on with the second half of the show. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and it uh, looks like I've got a caller here, so I don't know how long they've been hanging on. Hope not too long. Let's see what's on their mind. Go ahead, caller. What you thinking about? How are you doing, Jim? I'm doing good. And you? Uh, we're doing very good, yes. What are you thinking? Jim, the uh, globalists, uh, everyone knows, are running the show. Who do you think uh, is going to be elected? Your best your best guess. Is it going to be President Trump again? Uh, he's an American nationalist. Yes. He's going against that giant globalist. Uh, I think it's going to take divine intervention to get him back in. But what are your thoughts, Jim? I think that Trump is going to win it. The question is, will Biden and the Democrats be able to steal it again? Will Trump's numbers be so huge that you can't steal it? And then the further question is, is will they accept a Trump presidency? That's, a, I would say, no on that. Uh, what do you, what you might be assassinated that? at that point. Excuse me? Ah, I got you. Yes, yes. I was just saying, expand on that if you would. That's a that's a thought. Yes. Yeah, he, he, if, if he, he doesn't, his two sons, sons, I think, need extra protection even at this time. Oh, his whole family um, does. Yeah, the whole family does. <coughs> this is, he, uh, even Javanka, <laughs> they both need uh, extra protection because. You know that uh, he doesn't want to see uh, Ivanka taken out, and I think he would even feel bad for um, for Jared if he got taken out. Sure, sure. I wouldn't. Sure. I mean, Jared, that is. But um, do you think events could take place uh, between now and election day uh, to really change the tide and uh, allow? Uh, a uh, President Trump to uh, actually take office? I mean, even in spite of all the efforts going against that giant, the globalist, uh, he's made it so far. Yes, but was Robert Kennedy allowed to uh, to run? I hear you. Yep. I hear you. There's another man that needs protection. Yes, yes. The, the the dream team would be uh, Kennedy. I mean Trump Kennedy. Yeah, that that right. <laughs> the the globalists Jim, would would poop in their pants with with that. And Jim, if he was the vice president, we would find out what Robert Kennedy said that he was going to do. He was going to find out who was behind the murder of his brother. I'm sure he knew. 
Yeah, he, he, he would he would investigate and bring out the truth. That's why they, that's why the CIA, FBI, uh, Lyndon Johnson, it all had to kill him. Jim, the Heavenly Father is still on the throne. Yes, he is. We had a world we had a whirlwind here today, and I can't seem to shut my mouth. Shut my mouth today. But uh, I. Uh, Jim, any thoughts on the uh, the island of uh, what do you call it, uh, Maui? Yes, a uh, whole lot. I was just about to get into that, um, and it's very nefarious. Um, you know, very convoluted. Sixty-five uh, percent of the people there are Christians in that that uh, small town. Are they? Town. Yeah. That's that's good, and uh, there's going to be an attempt to squeeze them out because they they didn't want to leave, and not only the Christians, they're mainly um, uh, islanders from way back. I mean, going back hundreds, oh, yeah. if not a thousand years, yeah. to the original Polynesians. Um, they have some secrets there too. It will be brought forth. Jim, the black smoke, the black smoke, what is that usually a sign of? Is that an accelerant in the, in the smoke, in the fire? I don't know. I'm not a fire expert, and I haven't read right, anything but, about uh, that. When I saw the black smoke, I thought of uh, Waco, Texas. Yes. The tanks broke holes in the, in the building, and uh, it was a 60, 70 mile an hour wind day. It just so happened to be a 70 mile an hour wind day. Breaking holes into the building so that the oxygen could get to the uh, fire and burn that place very quickly. Uh, with all uh, 100 and so, so people and 17 children burned to death, burned alive. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, sad Maui. stories like that coming out of out of Maui. And now we see today Christians being attacked from all denominations. Priests yes. are being thrown in jail, and uh, it's, yeah, it's just uh, a, I, an I don't time. I don't know if it's an anti-Christian thing in Maui as much as driving the locals out. Um, Okay. You know, but I mean, th there's an aspect of that too. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah let, let me get to the stuff and I'll answer some of the questions. So, thank you for All that right, call. Sir. Thank you. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. Bye -bye. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Okay. Um, yes. Um, I do think that there was some nefarious uh, work going on there. Uh, let's see, BlackRock and Vanguard own the um, uh, the power station that that was in operation there. You had a hurricane that came in with high winds, as the caller was saying, of fifty to seventy miles an hour, and the power company it has. You know, responsibilities, you know, uh, supply the the locality with power, uh, fix the, the lines and that sort of th stuff. And one of the things we care for the lines are is to clear the lines of vegetation. There's supposed to be a 10-foot uh, clear-cut span underneath. I don't know if that would be on both sides of the... Um, of uh, the wires, I guess that would be a 20-foot span then. But anyhow, the vegetation is supposed to be cut back at least 10 feet from where the wires are. And you're not supposed to have overhanging trees or branches, just like around here. You know, when we have a hurricane that comes in, there's all sorts of trees that get knocked down, and they take down the wires... <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and if those wires are live, you will get sparks coming out of it. <clears throat> now, usually when we get hurricanes, there's a lot of rain with it. <clears throat> but one of the things that the power company should have done 
is cut the power off when the high winds were coming in, especially since they were failing to do their job, uh, uh, you know, clear-cutting around the wires. This is what created the um, the fire. <laughs> you know, it's incredible. High winds, you know, branches and trees overhanging the, the wires. Uh, you don't even need to have the wire break and fall to the ground. You can just have the tree fall onto the wire or onto the, the not the transformer, but, you know, is the spot where the um, where the wires connect. I forget what that that uh, piece of equipment's called, but that would spark and that would start the fire. So it was a lack of maintenance by by the power companies that were owned by Black Rock and Vanguard, and that'll be important uh, in this story. Also, the water was cut off during a firestorm. The guy that was in charge of the water said, we've, we've got to worship the water. Really, is really and truly, we've got to worship the water. He named a water god or something like that. And he said, we, dis- we dispense water equitably. You know, even though there's a fire going on, even though this is an emergency, we must be equitable about how we dispense the water. So they shut the water off. In fact, there was a couple of homeowners that were doing their best to save their houses and save their their neighborhood because I guess they, I don't know if they if they had fire hoses or just garden hoses, but they were spraying their their houses and the neighborhood down until the water got cut. Then you can't fight a fire if you don't have water. Um, that got cut. The, the another thing is the police, it's been reported, were blocking people from being able to leave the site of the emergency. Really? This is what the report is. The cops were stopping people that were leaving, trying to get away from the fire. <laughs> and he was ordered by higher ups. Not to let the people leave. <laughs> In other words, you have to stay there and die. Now, why the people just didn't drive around him, drive past him, drive over him, I don't know. But it's a strange thing about human beings. Sometimes when they are told to do something by an authority figure, even if it's against their their wishes, even if it's against their their best thinking, even if it's it, totally illogical, even if your life is on the line, uh, some people will just obey orders. Will just obey authority. Many, <laughs> it, it, uh, like the. Um, the, the Jewish revolt in uh, the ghettos, in the Polish ghettos, uh, was brought up a couple times in this. And, you know, they, they rose up and they fought against the, the, the Nazis. And uh, the, the Nazis eventually brought in heavy firepower and defeated them. But the Jews that, that revolted didn't revolt, didn't rebel until about... Eighty percent of the people had already been willingly put onto the 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 cattle cars and and driven out of the ghettos to uh, the concentration camps. You know they were promised, "Oh, you'll have food. Don't worry. There there's there's sweet uh, you know candy down there. Oh, we've got peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for your kids if you just go." to the railroad station and get on the railroad cars. We'll take care of you at the next destination. Now they, they took care of them. But people believed and followed authority figures. Isn't that weird? <sighs> but there's a very interesting thing 
Uh, I'm sure everyone knows that Oprah Winfrey has um, a home on Maui. So does Willie Nelson, Steven Tyler, uh, Clint Eastwood, Mick Fleetwood. So if, if Eastwood is there, then, you know, not all these people can be bad. <laughs> ben Stiller, Julia Roberts, Drew Barrymore. It must be nice to be rich, huh? Be able to move to Hawaii. Ethical summer down on the islands. Let's see. Uh, Jeff Bezos is there. Jimmy Buffett. Well, that figures. Uh, let's see. Jensen Huang III. I don't know who he is. Jim Carrey. Owen Wilson. Woody Nelson. have all sought solace on the islands. Let's see. There was one guy that bought like 98% of a... Uh, of one of the counties there. And I can't figure out who that let's see. That's Winfrey. Not, she's not the one with ninety-eight percent of one of the counties. Uh no, no, that's not it. Anyhow, it's not important. Except that there is a rich guy that was able to go in and buy 98% of one county. How many acres, thousands of acres that is, I don't know. But I guess he just wants to live alone on an island paradise and not be bothered by anybody. Yeah, it must be nice. And let's get back to Black Rock. And Vanguard, they've been trying to buy the property of, uh, I forget the name of the town, is it Luhana? Um, that is the town that, that burnt down. And um, let's see, as it mentioned in the other articles I have here. Let's see. Name of the town. I believe it's Luhana. I, I'm sorry. I could be wrong on the name of that, or I might be mispronouncing it. But black. Yes, there it is. Lahana, Lahayana, L A H A I N A. However, that's pronounced Lahanaya. BlackRock, Vanguard, the. Big, uh, the big bankers, the, the the big money people, you know, out of uh, Boston, out of New York. Plus, the World Economic Forum has been eyeing Lahana. They want to buy it. They want to they want to uh, buy off all the locals there and get them out. They want to buy it and have it for themselves. And what the World Economic Forum wants to do is they want to build a 15-minute city there of, of their own. They, they would live there. I don't know how many people they would have there, but you know they would need people to serve them. You know, you, you will have nothing and you will be happy, as uh, Klaus Schwab likes to say. Um, and so they want to buy Lahana. Oh, that's the other thing. You have to think of the Roman Empire. Think of Caligula. Think of Nero. Because one of the things that Nero did, uh, it's disputed, excuse me. There was the big fire in 64 A.D., that he blamed on the Christians. Remember that? He claimed that the, the Christians started it. Or it could be that he started it because he wanted to build his huge palace. And, you know, it, with the burning down of, of Rome, uh, like two-thirds of the city burnt down, he had plenty of room to build his palace. It was huge. It was ornate. There was a big golden statue of himself in it. And you know, when 
when it was finally finished, he said, now I have a house that is worthy of a human. Of course, (laughs) the cost of it was thousands upon thousands of deaths of ordinary Roman citizens and the loss of their homes, the loss of their livelihoods, the loss of their businesses. Uh, he was eventually uh, killed. A servant of his killed him uh, because the Senate and the Praetorian Guard were running and uh, they were running to kill uh, Nero. They're, they're going to kill him. So he had a servant do it for him first. And he said, what an artist the world has lost in me. Anyhow, people that are very opulent, that are very rich, that are very powerful, will sometimes destroy small people in order to take what little they have. And I think that's what's going on in Lohana. Lohana, however it is you, you say it correctly. Um, I think it was a very evil thing. I, I do think that that was set. Uh, oh, one other thing I forgot to mention. The cop that is doing damage control there now, he was the same cop that was at uh, uh, Las Vegas after the Las Vegas shooting there. He, he wasn't the cop in, in charge. He wasn't the chief of police in charge during the shootings. But he was there afterwards, and he did uh, PR control on that and kept everything hidden. Remember how there was nothing really reported about that afterwards? We never did find out who was responsible for that. You know? Very, very curious. And... um there, there are very rich people. I'm not talking about the celebrities I mentioned before. But anywhere that BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard is around and involved in, especially if there are people that die there, uh, yeah, I'm going to be very suspicious. Um, so it's, it's possible that... that the World Economic Forum, and that these big bankers want the little people out so that they can have more of what's rightfully theirs. They can put it to better use than you stupid plebes. So, yeah, I think it's very nefarious. But I'm down to the last hour. This show went so fast today. Oops, I got to start that. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling in. And I shall be back next week with more stuff. Listening to Dunn's Deal with author James Dunn. Join James every Friday at 6.05 for a unique perspective on today's issues. But for now, this is a Dunn Deal. Only on your voice in the Blackstone Valley. WNRI, Woonsocket.